Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Tool. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Tool. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Numbers 18, the book of Numbers, chapter 18. I think it's probably one of those chapters, if you didn't uh, approach uh, preaching chapter by chapter by chapter through the entire counsel of God, uh, you may never get to Numbers 18, and so that's one of the reasons though we do that is because uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and we need all of it. Uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Father. And so uh, I'm excited about Numbers chapter 18, uh, and I was thinking while I was uh, listening to the announcements, I'm not sure what would be more distracting, the thunder that we're hearing, those rolls of thunder, uh, or if there was lightning flashing across the windows, but... Uh, I'll do the best I can to keep your attention, um, and so uh, we're in Numbers 18, and of course we know in Numbers 16 we talked about how that uprising with Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, the uh, main one was Korah, and then Dathan and Abiram, and then Owen also, but mainly those three um, who led the rebellion with 250 men of renown, famous in the congregation, um, and they stirred up the hearts of God's people, much like uh, the ten negative spies that discouraged the nation of Israel. Ten people uh, affected all of them. And uh, here it's uh, Korah and then uh, mainly two others. Three people affected uh, so many more. And of course, uh, we know that uh, the earth swallowed up uh, the main uh, leaders and then the fire fell. And you talk about uh, being fired from your position. They absolutely were fired uh, from their, the 250 men of renown, no longer famous in Israel. Yeah, they're, they're now infamous in Israel, uh, were, were uh, burned up. Uh, and then, of course, that plague that hit the rest of the nation, um, that was in chapter 16. Uh, and then in chapter 17, uh, we have where, uh, put the rods, the 12 tribes, the leaders of the 12 tribes, their name on uh, each rod. And God's going to show us uh, uh, who the leader is, who God has called, and so now he's dialing in a little bit more, uh, now that he's highlighted Aaron, Aaron, Aaron's rod that budded and blossomed and bloomed, those uh, almond, uh, the fruit that uh, was there. And of course, a spiritual ministry bears spiritual fruit, and uh, that not only is a proof of a spiritual ministry, that's a gauge of are we ministering uh, spiritually. And so uh, now we come to chapter 18, talking more about the position uh, the Levite, uh, the leader, the priest, uh, the ministry, verse number one. And the Lord said unto Aaron, Thou and thy sons and thy father's house with thee shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary, and thou and thy sons with thee shall bear the iniquity of your priesthood. Uh, and thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi, the tribe of uh, thy father, bring thou with thee, that uh, they may be joined unto thee and minister unto thee, but thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle, tabernacle uh, of witness, uh, and they shall keep thy charge and the charge of uh, all the tabernacle. Only they shall not come nigh the vessels uh, of the sanctuary and uh, the altar, that neither they nor uh, ye also die. And they shall be joined unto thee, and keep the charge of the tabernacle of the congregation for all the service of the tabernacle. And a stranger shall not come nigh unto thee, and ye shall keep the charge of the sanctuary and the charge of the altar, that there be no wrath any more upon the children of Israel. And of course we know about 
the couple that offered strange fire and people getting out of their lane and uh, doing what they should not be doing. And so I think that's kind of a warning there. Cordathan and Tobiah saw a little bit of that. Uh, verse 6, And I, behold, I have taken your brethren, the Levites, from among the children of Israel. To you they are given as a gift for the Lord, uh, also as a gift from the Lord, uh, as a gift from the Lord, but also as a gift for the Lord to do the service of the tabernacle uh, of the congregation. Therefore, thou and thy sons with thee shall keep your priest's office for uh, everything in the altar, and within the veil ye shall serve. Uh, I have given your priest's office unto you as a service of a gift. Uh, and the stranger that cometh nigh shall be put to death. Okay, so uh, let's uh, kind of back up. We'll get in. We'll go through the chapter uh, but take note first, this is one of two places in the entire Bible uh, that God is dr uh, addressing Aaron directly. Typically, it's he talks to Moses, Moses talks to Aaron. Uh, he talks to Moses, Moses talks to Aaron. But here, uh, he's addressing Aaron uh, quite directly. Verse 1, And the Lord said unto Aaron, uh, unto Aaron. And so, uh, these are weighty words about that priest's office, about the Levites. Put down number one, if you will. Notice first, the office of the Levite, or if you want to put down, the occupation of the Levite. Look at verse 1. And the Lord said unto Aaron, among other things, verse 6, and I behold, I've taken your brother and the Levites from among the children of Israel, the Levites, to you they are given as a gift for the Lord to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. Therefore thou and thy sons with thee shall keep your priest's office. It's the office of the Levite, the office of of a priest for everything on the altar and within the veil uh, ye shall serve. I have given your priest, here it is again, uh, office, that, that office unto you uh, as a service of a gift. And so there's a natural flow in chapter 16, uh, the confusion, the, the uprising, and then uh, 17, the proof of, uh, of, of Aaron's office, of Aaron's office, of that that Levitical uh, priesthood, that, that ministry there. Uh, and now in chapter 18, he dials in a little bit more, talking about the office of the Levite or the occupation of uh, the Levite. And by the way, uh, yes, he's talking directly to Aaron, one of two times, but keep in mind also, uh, this is back-referencing or connected to chapter 16 and 17 by the first word, uh, in chapter 18 is the word and, and. And so it's not necessarily a new thought or uh, a new flow uh, of scriptures, but it's there on purpose after that uprising and then uh, uh, the, the earth swallowing and then the fire falling and then the plague happening and then uh, Aaron, uh, God proving that it's Aaron. Now, uh, and, and, it's on the heels of that. And, and of course, we talked in detail about Korah leading Dathan and Abiram, they uh, leading the 250, and they uh, leading the nation of Israel. And of course, uh, the three swallowed up, uh, and then the 250 fire fell down. You know, the thing that's shocking to me is after that happened, it's the earth swallowing, the fire falling. The next morning, uh, the, the nation of Israel is still accusing Moses, you did this. You killed them. You did that. Uh, and if I'm Moses, I'd be saying I didn't cause the earthquake and to swallow them up, and uh, I, I didn't cause the fire to fall. It's funny how uh, they're still poking their, they're still affected by 
those that have already been taken away, those words of negativity are still uh, 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 echoing uh, in them, uh, and that's why God sent that plague. And of course, Aaron stood between the living and the dead, and then the next chapter, uh, here's the test. Take the 12 rods, 12 tribes, 12 names, put them in the door of the tabernacle, the one that blossoms, blooms, bear fruit. Uh, that's the man that I've called. That's the one that, that I've chosen. Uh, he's in that position. By the way, can you imagine a little bit of smugness maybe uh, from Aaron? Uh, maybe a little bit of, hey, see, I told you, and so should have listened to me, especially you three that have been swallowed up and you 250. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, you should have listened. Uh, a little bit of pride in how God put them down, a little glorying in God lifting him up. Uh, and, and before that could happen, God tells Aaron, now wait a second, uh, there's some privileges with that office. There's also a whole lot of responsibilities with that office. Uh, before you think, great, uh, I'm the guy for that uh, position, uh, understand there's some accountability, there's some responsibility. Uh, God basically ties it back to that and says, uh, instead of glorying, and I put them down, uh, instead of priding and I lifted you up, Hey, be careful because I'm holding you responsible even for that. Uh, put down underneath this, if you will, we see the office first uh, of that Levite. Uh, there's a culpability that goes with it. A, a culpability uh, that goes with it. Verse 1. And the Lord said unto Aaron, Thou and thy sons and thy father's house with thee shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary. I'm holding you responsible for that at least in part. And thou and thy sons with thee shall bear the iniquity of your priesthood. Uh, I'm holding you responsible for that. So can anyone see how uh, Aaron might have felt pretty uh, self-confident? And you see that, that, that rod there, that was the one. My, you see, that's mine, and so I'm that. Uh, I told you so. And God said, now wait a second. Uh, you're still responsible even for what happened in chapter 16 even what happened in chapter 17. Um, I, I did read a lot of books on sabbatical. One of the books that I read was uh, a book that a couple staff guys really uh, highly recommended. It was called Extreme Ownership. It's written by uh, two commanders and a SEAL team, how they develop leadership in the SEAL team. One of the chapters uh, uh, hit hard on there are no bad teams, there's only bad leaders. I mean, it hit it uh, square. Uh, there are no bad teams. There's only bad uh, leaders. And, and I agree with that, at least to a point. Uh, uh, I think someone else said everything rises and falls on leadership. Uh, now, I don't think that that is completely the case, but I do think that uh, a leader who only wants the privileges of leadership, uh, the privileges of that position, uh, without also owning the responsibility of that position, uh, is making a mistake. There was a leadership conference that I uh, was a part of, and uh, it, it really was kind of eye-opening. One, one of the sessions that he did was talking about um, the employee that's lazy, that, that shirks his the employee that cuts corners, that uh, isn't uh, doing his job uh, that, that, that he's hired to do. That employee is not the problem. It's the manager that's allowing that employee to do that. That's the problem. Did anybody get that? 
And so if we're going to lead and we're going to manage, and I know it's talking, we're, we're really in the secular side of this right now, but, but uh, it's not the person that's wasting the company's money or stealing from the company. It's not that person that's a problem. Uh, it's the supervisor that's allowing him to do that. Boy, that's the problem. Uh, and if you take it all the way up the chain, then it's, okay, Aaron, Aaron, uh, the senior pastor of the church, hey, that's where the main responsibility lies. I... Um, striking um, uh, the difference between when I was an assistant pastor, it was nice to be able to just point down the hall. No, you want to see the guy down there, down that hall. That's, that's where, uh, go see him. Uh, it was nice to be able to say, no, no, go, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, he'll, he would love to talk to you down there. Uh, but, but then going from uh, an assistant pastor's role to the senior pastor's role, well, I can almost feel the words that are say, being said to Aaron on, uh, no, you're responsible. Uh, you're responsible. Well, you need to own that. Uh, you bear the iniquity uh, of that. And by the way, I, I think to an extent, every Christian has that same responsibility. Uh, as a dad, I have that responsibility. Uh, as a husband, uh, I have that responsibility. Uh, a mom with her kids have that responsibility. A Sunday school teacher has that responsibility. And I think our society is so leaning the other direction on uh, in entitlement and I deserve and uh, you can't hold me accountable, no accountability at all. Uh, I, I do think the Bible is on the other end of that uh, argument on Aaron. No, you're accountable, you're responsible. And someone that would invoke Cain's uh, excuse of, am I my brother's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? Uh, I think that God resoundingly answers that here. Yes, uh, we are responsible uh, even for that. Uh, I love teams that uh, when they're uh, working out uh, and, and they're doing drills or running and the one uh, kind of chunky, non-athletic guy that's uh, uh, the last one to go across the line. That would be me. I'd actually be behind him. Anyway, uh, the last one to go across the line. Boy, I, I love to hear the other uh, teammates, hey, you can do it, come on, uh, cheering him on, trying to uh, inspire him to give it his all. Uh, because that's what teams do. We're in it together. We're in it together. Uh, and all of us need to understand that responsibility uh, and that uh, accountability. And so verse 1 and the Lord said unto Aaron, the culpability, Thou and thy sons and thy father's house with thee shall bear the iniquity of the sanctuary. Thou and thy sons with thee shall bear the iniquity of your priesthood. Why, don't shirk parental responsibility. Uh, don't shirk um, uh, uh, the, the spiritual responsibility that we have. The bigger area of ministry uh, that we're over, the, the bigger the amount of responsibility uh, that we have. And so... Uh, he gives that word of caution. He gives that word of caution. I spend time, I get a haircut down in Ellicott City. Um, it was every other week. Now it's about every third week. When I was on sabbatical, it was once every two months. Anyway, uh, I, I was kind of looking like a caveman there for a while. And, uh, uh, but uh, uh, occasionally, Rob will talk about a, a business owner uh, who would uh, absolutely, this would be right up his alley, uh, talking about the blood, the sweat, and the tears that uh, when he started the business, he took out a, a and I don't want to uh, uh, speak for him, but 
the financial sacrifice that was made to be able to start a barbershop, and then uh, trying to manage staff and, and, and just all of the details and everything. Boy, we can connect a little bit on uh, the, the leadership part of it, uh, but I think all of us should own that. All of us should welcome that. Uh, all of us should, should lean into that. And so uh, that office of a leader, there's culpability. Put down number two, but the encouraging part, the caution is there's culpability. The encouragement is there is cooperation. Look at verse two. And thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi, the tribe of thy father, bring thou with thee that they may be joined unto thee. And so uh, he starts out saying, now, now Aaron, you're not scot-free in this. You're not uh, going to get a pass on this. You're uh, responsible for that. And as a leader, uh, we, we absolutely are. But, but the good news is you don't have to carry this thing by yourself. Look at verse number two. And thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi. And so uh, the sons of Levi, Gershon, Merari, uh, and then Kohath, um, uh, the sons, there's different divisions underneath uh, uh, the Levitical uh, priesthood. Uh, there's different divisions of that. There's different responsibilities given to those. Uh, and here he's saying, boy, uh, uh, call for your brethren to help. Uh, um, uh, uh, have them, include them. And thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi, the tribe of thy father, bring thou with thee that they may be joined unto thee. Bring thou with thee that they may be joined unto thee uh, and minister unto thee. But thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle uh, of witness. Aaron, I know it feels like I may have singled you out for the responsibility, the culpability, uh, but understand you don't do this thing uh, on your own. This isn't a, a one-man job. You're not in it by yourself. But take your brethren that are with thee that are joined unto thee. Hey, it's a team effort. Um, uh, Charlie Brown. Anybody ever read the comic strip, Charlie Brown? So I, I miss the daily paper, getting the daily paper. The two sections I would go to, uh, first I would go to the sports section and I would just, you know, who won, who lost, and uh, the business section I would throw away when I was, anyway, uh, basically the rest of the paper I'd put over on the couch for my dad later. Uh, and so the sports section I would read and then the cartoon strips. Anybody remember reading the cartoon? Weren't, weren't they great, the cartoon, cartoon strips? And, and so uh, one of the cartoon strips of Charlie Brown had Linus watching a television. He was there sitting uh, in the living room. Next uh, square is uh, Lucy coming in and changing the channel to something she wanted and just taking over the room, uh, changing the channel. And, and, and Linus said, uh, uh, what gives you the right? Uh, what gives you the right? Uh, or what reason do you have to, to change the channel and walk in here and take over? Uh, and Lucy said, these five fingers right here, these five fingers, uh, when they're on their own, they're not much, but when they join together, uh, they become a mighty force that commands the leadership of this room. Uh, and then the last uh, scene, as Linus is kind of cowering out of the room, uh, talking to his fingers, why can't you guys get together like hers get together? Why can't you, you guys get together like that? And um, there is power uh, when a team works together, gets together, cooperates together, that, that unity, that one accord, that, that we're all members of a body, all of us together, uh, that culpability, yes, but there's cooperation. Look at verse 4. And they shall be joined unto thee. Joined unto thee. Verse 5. Uh, again, still talking about the cooperation. And ye, and ye, it's plural, 
Uh, thee and thou is singular. Ye is almost always plural. And so, uh, and ye shall keep the charge uh, of the sanctuary. It's not just you. Yes, there's responsibility. There's culpability. But as far as the, the, the work that you're doing, uh, there is a cooperation. You and uh, your brethren uh, in the ministry, I, I get that no matter what your ministry is, can be heavy when you do it by yourself. Can I remind us that we're not supposed to do it by ourselves? Uh, oh yes, it's burdensome when, when we're carrying it by ourselves, uh, but, but the reminder is we don't, we're not supposed to be carrying it uh, by ourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, For we are laborers together with God. For we uh, are laborers together with God. Uh, with God. Uh, churches where the pastor does everything, and uh, if you've been here long, you know that we're not a church where the pastor does everything. Um, uh, but where the church where the pastor, he's the one that sings, and he's the one that plays, and he's the one that does the announcements, and he, he does this, and he does that, and he does this, and he does that. Uh, it becomes a one-man show, and I would say even worse than that, uh, it becomes a one-man sideshow. Uh, I, I would go even worse than that. It's a circus, um, uh, I like that phrase, not my monkeys, not my circus. But, but when it's one man doing it all, boy, it does become a circus, and that's not how we're supposed to minister. That's not how we're supposed to, to serve the Lord. Verse 6 of 1 Corinthians 3, uh, I planted, uh, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Uh, I planted, Apollos watered, we're cooperating cooperating together. Uh, the analogy in Ephesians 4 about the whole body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Uh, and so it's everyone working together for a common goal, uh, and everyone responsible, responsible. Yes, we are our brother's uh, keeper. Uh, in fact, Galatians 6 says the spiritual are to bear the burdens of, uh, of the weak. And the one that's fallen should be lifted up by the one that, that, that is spiritually strong. Uh, and that's what Christians do. That's how brothers uh, behave. But then number three. And so talking about the office of the Levite, the office of the priest, number one, there's culpability, there's cooperation. But then number three, uh, there is con a contentment. Uh, there is a contentment, or there should be uh, a contentment. Uh, look at verse number two. Uh, look at the, the changing. And so, uh, verse number one, he's talking to Aaron. Uh, and the Lord said unto Aaron. And then verse number two, And thy brethren also of the tribe of Levi, the tribe of thy father, bring thou with thee that they may be joined unto thee and minister unto thee. And, and then he narrows it back down. He, he starts out with Aaron by himself. And then uh, he expands it to, to your uncles and your cousins and those families. Then narrows it back down to just you and your kids. You and your kids. Thou and thy sons with thee shall minister before the tabernacle of the witness. And so uh, he goes from one to uh, a whole lot uh, and then narrows it back down. Not all the way to one, but he narrows it back down to just that, that family. Look at verse number three. Uh, and they shall keep thy charge and the charge of all the tabernacle. Only they shall not come. Uh, they shall not come nigh the vessels of the sanctuary and the altar. And of course we... We understand that numbers three, uh, the divisions were given between those Gershon and Merari and uh, Koath, where uh, especially transporting the tabernacle, uh, Gershon was to do the hardware, and then 
Uh, Mararai was to do all the canopies. He'd carry all of them. And then uh, the Kohathites, they were to carry uh, the, the mercy seat and the Ark of the Covenant. And so each group had uh, a specific responsibility uh, on their, their own. And, uh, and it's basically saying, boy, we're all working together. We're all working together, uh, but we function best when we're doing that which the Lord has called us to do, uh, whether you're an ear Uh, But if the whole body were an ear, where is the seeing? If the whole body were an eye, where is the hearing? And so uh, we cooperate together, uh, but we also need to be content in that slot, in that job, in that calling that God has given to us. And so uh, Aaron, boy, uh, uh, have your brothers join you. Uh, but then you and, uh, and your sons, you're going to do this and make sure that they don't get out of the lane that I've called them to be in. 1 Corinthians 12. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. I do think that this, there's a book I have in my um, queue that I'm going to read. It's called The Rare Jewel of Contentment. The Rare Jewel of of contentment. I have no idea if it's going to be good or uh, what the book is, is, is going to be worth reading. I don't know. But the title captured me because I do think it's a rare jewel. Uh, contentment is not something that, and we need to be content with, with the job we have, the family we have, the person we're with, the, the, the uh, provision God's given, the, uh, the salary. I mean, just we need to learn to be content and with the calling that God has called us to do. Hey, it's a big job uh, because of the one who called you to do that job. It's not a big job because it's a pastor or it's a, 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 an assistant pastor or a Sunday school teacher or a, an electrician or a computer tech or a teacher. Hey, it's not a big job because of the job. Uh, it's a big job because of the one that placed you in the body, in that position that God has called you to be in. And I think one of the bigger challenges of of us effectively doing what God has called us to is when we're distracted by what God has called uh, someone else and what their their position is, what what their calling is, and we start looking, uh, why them and not me, and uh, why do they get and I don't, and uh, if if I just had what they had, and uh, we start losing that contentment and we uh, have that starting to, and by the way, uh, isn't that the main problem of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram? Hey, we should lead. We should lead. We're holy like you're holy. You're not the only one. Uh, and so uh, they, they didn't have that contentment. They didn't have that contentment. Now, uh, this chapter, uh, God's warning uh, uh, Aaron and his sons, and then uh, as opposed to the brethren, uh, yes, we work together, but let's make sure we do that area that God Uh, has called us to do. Verse 3, And they shall keep thy charge and the charge of all the tabernacle, only they shall not come nigh the vessels of the sanctuary and the altar that neither they nor ye also die. Okay, Uh, number one, the office of the Levite. Put down number two, quickly. Uh, We have to pick up ground or we're going to be here until uh, it starts raining again. And so, uh, number two, the offerings for the Levite. And it's quick. It's it's just kind of a side note. The offerings for the Levite. Look at verse number 8. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Behold, I also have given thee the charge of mine heave offerings, of all the hallowed things of the children of Israel. Unto thee have I given them by reason of the anointing, 
uh, because that's what I've called you to do. I've placed you there, and to thy sons, by an ordinance forever. Uh, this shall be thine of the most holy things, reserved from the fire, every oblation of theirs, every meat offering of theirs, and uh, of every sin offering of theirs, and every trespass offering of theirs, which they shall render unto me, shall be most holy for thee and for thy sons. And so uh, we go from the people who are in the office of the Levite uh, are to be provided uh, for by the offerings of the people. And so, uh, anyway, it's kind of uncommon. Anyway, so, uh, uh, but there's a balance. There's a balance. Uh, keep in mind, 1 Corinthians 9, uh, it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mo- uh, mouth of the ox that treadeth up the corn. Doth not uh, God take care of uh, for oxen? Or saith he it all together for our sake, for uh, our sake, no doubt. Uh, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, this is a great thing. If we shall reap unto you carnal things. Verse 13. Do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temp- temple? Uh, and they which wait on the altar are partakers of the altar. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel shall live, preach the gospel shall live of the gospel. And so... Uh, part of being cared for is part of the offerings that were brought, uh, the Levites. Uh, the Levites, part of their uh, wherewithal, their sustenance was, uh, verse 10, in the most holy place shalt thou eat it, talking to them about those offerings, uh, part of it is for your sustenance. Uh, every male shall eat it, it shall be holy unto thee. So uh, in that holy place, uh, it's holy to you. Uh, the priests would get fed to a degree, uh, 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 the ones that were feeding others would get fed to a degree by those offerings, 11. Uh, and this is thine, the heave offering of their gift with all the wave offerings of the children of Israel. I have given them unto thee and to thy sons and to thy daughters with thee by a statute forever. Everyone that is clean in thy house shall eat of it. Now, keep in mind, there's a balance and the balance is that the Levite doesn't eat all of the offerings. Uh, the balance is it is a small part uh, of the offering. Okay, if you want to uh, uh, bring it to modern day, uh, there was a pastoral candidate when I uh, first came to Rosedale of another Baptist church that was close to here. Um, uh, and I'm just interested in, in church polity, politics, how things uh, are managed and how they turn out. And, um, it, this candidate that was a big name that was looking to pastor that church uh, had certain demands of, okay, I'm going to come in, uh, what's the salary? Uh, okay, that's not what it should be, but uh, now when I grow the church at this level, then the salary needs to be this much, and then uh, when I get it to this level, then the salary needs to be this much. And I was almost shocked by the person that was relating this to me uh, until I saw the proposition that the pastor gave to them, if you're going to call me to pastor, uh, and it was a, it was a numbers-based, ratio-based uh, type of a deal. Um, and uh, I was reading that when Shara and I um, uh, paid our, uh, for the U-Haul, paid our expenses to move, taking a secretary's salary, living in the basement of an apartment uh, of a church member's home for three years, uh, just thinking, boy, I don't think that's the way a pastor should be serving in a church. Well, I don't think that's the way a pastor should be serving in a church because you're not serving a church. It seems like you flipped it and the church is serving you. Um, On the other hand, it's a balance. I also don't think a pastor should be starved to death, um, starved out of the ministry. 
Um, it's, it, I, what, one person said, I think every pastor should be uh, humble and poor. Uh, your preaching should make you humble. I'm here to make you poor. But anyway, uh, and so there's a balance between the two. Uh, and, and you'll, okay, uh, I'll give you a, a, a passage. Hophni and Phinehas. Anybody remember Hophni and Phinehas? Sons of Eli. Uh, they were called men of Belial. Uh, and uh, the, the, uh, the way that that offering would played out, the, the offering that was seething, boiling, uh, they would take a flesh hook, and it was very detailed uh, what the law said they should do with three hooks, three teeth, and so uh, it's, it's a by-faith thing. You take that flesh hook and you go uh, in and whatever comes out, you get the uh, uh, leg of lamb. And so yeah, that's, that's what uh, you eat. The rest uh, is an offering for, to the Lord, directly to the Lord. Or uh, you put it in there and you get the neck. And so uh, it's a by-faith thing. It's, 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 um, but what they were doing, which is what made them men of Belial, not believers, they were, uh, uh, in fact, I'll read it, uh, before they burned the fat, the priest's servants came and said to the man that sacrificed, give flesh to roast for the priest, for we'll not have sodden flesh from thee, but raw. We want to pick the best cuts. We want to make sure we get what we want. Uh, and if any man said unto him, let them not fail to burn the fat presently, and then uh, take as much as I soul desire, then he would answer him, nay, no, but thou shalt give it me now, and if not, I will take it by force. Wait, they were on the extreme over here. God has uh, an economy on how full-time ministers, full-time, uh, um, and I really do think that um, uh, for our staff, I'll talk this way, um, needs to be cared for in such a way that they don't need to be delivering pizzas and driving Uber and, and, and tied up because we need staff members to be able to stop by the hospital, hospital stops, to do counseling, uh, to be able to do the work of the ministry. I also don't think that, that it should be something that's demanded by... Now, now l let me say this. Uh, Rosedale has always been incredibly gracious. And so this isn't anything more than just, as we're going through 18, it's interesting to note uh, there is a balance. There is a balance. Aaron, you have responsibility. Uh, there's a cooperation. Cooperation. Hey, make sure you're content where you're at. Now, here's how... Uh, you're going to be able to be full-time ministering, and also uh, they were to be cared for by the people, but they coveted from the people, uh, Hophni uh, and Phinehas. And uh, again, I've talked about it as recently as this past week. Uh, so many people say, one of the reasons why I love giving at Rosedale Baptist Church is we give on Sunday and something is built on Monday. Uh, we give on Sunday and someone is saved on, on Saturday. It's just neat to see. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to a couple of the announcements that were made. Uh, one of them is about Baptism Sunday. Um, and I talked to one of our new students coming in. He's coming in. He's going to be one of the basketball uh, guys that, that are a part. Um, it could be one of the most spiritual people we have in the school. He posts uh, Bible verses every single day uh, on his social media account. Um, he's saved. He's he's great kid, but he's never been baptized. Um, he wants to, he's going to be, so I sat down and talked to him about baptism. He's going to be baptized this Sunday. And it's just neat to see the different tentacles of how God uses RU. He uses uh, the food pantry. He uses the Spanish ministry. Uh, he uses that. Uh, but I love that. I love that. Uh, the fact that God is bringing people through that. Okay. Uh, we're having the dedication Sunday. I think Steve said it's not this Sunday, but it's the next Sunday. Is that right? It's not this Sunday. This Sunday is Baptism Sunday. Next Sunday uh, is going to be where we dedicate the building. 
Can you imagine how many people are going to be saved in those classrooms? Can you even imagine? Uh, if you look back at the history of the number of people that have been saved through the school, can you imagine how many families not only are coming to the Lord, families that are going to be coming to, to join and be a part of Rosedale Baptist Church? Uh, I can take you to multiple families that are full-time on staff uh, here at Rosedale Baptist Church today uh, that came and got saved and then got baptized and then started attending uh, and now are on staff at Rosedale Baptist Church. Uh, and it's just neat to see, boy, I give on Sunday and God uses it to do an eternal work on Monday, on Tuesday, uh, and on Wednesday. Well, enough of that. Uh, so uh, we have the office of the Levite. Uh, then we have the offering for the Levite. By the way, one more verse, and then I'm done. 1 Corinthians says, Who feedeth the flock? Uh, should he not drink the milk of the flock? Uh, uh, the the uh, staff member, the Levite, uh, is to drink the milk of the flock. They're not to eat the meat of the flock. Uh, I know people, that pastors, that uh, are more concerned with building their own mansion than they are about building the house of God. Uh, I can take you to pastors that would make you blush make you blush, uh, and, and I'm so glad. I think the, the pastor should live at the average uh, of the church members that he's, he, he's walking among, he's working with, uh, he's being a blessing to. And so uh, I do like that verse. Let me give you number three. Number three, uh, the office of the Levite, the offerings for the Levite. Number three, the order for the people, the order for the people, the Levite included, uh, and, and what I want you to see with this, in verse 12, it talks about the first fruits, these offerings. Verse 13, the first. Verse 15, the firstborn. Verse 15, the firstborn. The, verse 15, the firstling. Verse 16, uh, 17, the firstling of the cow. The firstling of a sheep. Uh, the firstling of a goat. Boy, our offerings, our offerings should be the first and the best, not the last and the least. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I like um, uh, automatic recurring giving online. Uh, because it's always going to be the first and the best. Uh, I don't have to worry about it being anything but that. Honor the Lord with thy substance, the first fruit of all thine increase. Number four, write it down. Uh, the office of the Levite, the offerings for the Levite, the order for the people. Uh, just talking about the order of the offerings, the order of the offering. Uh, and then number four, the omission for the priests. The omission for the priests. Uh, I think the other part of the balance is, remember when they went into the promised land? Uh, and each tribe got a portion of land. Each tribe got a portion of land. Each tribe got a portion of land. Uh, there was one tribe that didn't get a portion of land. Does anybody remember which one that was? It's the Levites. Uh, look at it in our chapter. It talks about that. And I think it does go back to the balance. Uh, verse 20. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, Thou shalt have no inheritance in their land. Verse 23. They have no inheritance. Verse 24, they shall have no inheritance. Uh, and it doesn't seem, uh, on, on the one side, they live by a part, by faith uh, from the offerings. On the other side, you're not going to get any of the land. You're not going to get any of the property. Uh, it's going to be, uh, uh, but look at what they do inherit. Look at verse 20. And the Lord spake unto Aaron, thou shalt have no inheritance in their land, neither shalt thou have any part among them. Look at it. I am thy part and thine inheritance. Deuteronomy 18.2 Therefore shall they have no inheritance among their brethren. Say, the Lord is their inheritance. 
Joshua 13, 33. But under the tribe of Levi, Moses gave not any inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their uh, inheritance. And I think that the verse that goes doubly for people in ministry is um, no man can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll cleave to the one, despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. And, and so Aaron... Um, I, I do have a responsibility. You're responsible for uh, the sins of the, uh, the congregation, the sins of the... Wait, you're responsible. Uh, I'm going to give you some help. Uh, it's a team effort. Uh, now, because your job is full-time, here's how you're going to sustain. Here's how you're going to uh, end up not starving to death. You're going to take part. There's a part, a small part uh, of the offerings. And for all of us, boy, our offerings should be, be the first fruit uh, but then at the end, just to kind of uh, have that, that uh, uh, range of, uh, I think a staff member um, uh, shouldn't, and by the way, uh, I've, I've done those type jobs. Uh, and and none of those type jobs are beyond, Lord willing, any of us. Um, but but uh, a staff member that's going to be visiting hospitals and stopping by and counseling and working with and reaching and blessing Boy, it has to be freed up, has to be freed up. I think all of us need to be willing when uh, we're having a work day, the staff is having a work day tomorrow morning. Um, I can't wait to wear my T-shirt with my leds up. Anyway, I don't have one. But uh, my roll those sleeves up and get that you know, pants on, and uh, I hope they give me really light boxes to move. But anyway, um, we all need to be willing to do that. Um, but the economy of how that ministry operates uh, I think we've seen all of that. Uh, Aaron, you have a higher responsibility. Uh, Aaron, you're going to have help. Uh, Aaron, uh, here's how you're going to feed your family. Uh, and then all of us in this together. Uh, and then Aaron, oh yeah, by the way, you're not going to get an inheritance. Uh, you're not going to be a, a, a part of Forbes. Is it 500? I have no idea. But anyway, uh, you're not going to get any land. You're not going to get any property. But, but that close walk, that close relationship with me, boy, that's the greatest inheritance you could ever have. Uh, let me circle back around again and say, I'm not sure we would hit numbers 18 if we weren't going <laughs> chapter by chapter, uh, but, but praise the Lord, all scripture is profitable to bless us, convict us, and to uplift us. And let's pray it in and just... Ask God to apply it to our lives. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.